2: Welcome to the AEW Rampage preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the deadly Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture's. Look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Rampage. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AEW Rampage, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, NXT 2.0. Tup- oh! Pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael just look ahead to Rampage tonight. You had a little vacation over to SmackDown last week. Happy to be back. Yeah. <laughs>
0: ecstatic. Uh, ecstatic. I don't think this is going to be a particularly blow away Rampage, but it's at least going to be twice as good as SmackDown. So, yeah. I think SmackDown sucks. Do you
2: want me to tell you what you're missing out on SmackDown? Yes, tell me. Uh, Charlotte Flair versus Naomi.
0: Is she going to put her in the
2: figure eight and Sonny Deville's going to call for the bell by any chance? Chances are. I I did some, check out the SmackDown preview because we have a lot of fun on there. No thanks to SmackDown, but you know, if you want to go and listen to that, I did actually do some quite good booking for it, but WWE aren't going to do it. So I'm not even going to mention it here. Instead, we're going to talk about AEW Rampage uh, because we've got title matches. We've got uh, intriguing tag team matches as well with a let's just say, wild card at ringside. But we shall start with the tag title grudge match. Yet again, Jurassic Express defending those AW tag titles on Rampage, this time against the Gun
0: Club. Yeah, I don't really know how to approach this one. Obviously, Gun Club aren't going to win the titles, so there's going to be little drama. You're going to have to get worked into thinking, I'm into this because of the quality of the work, not the stakes or the storyline build or anything. Billy Gunn's going to get involved. Yeah, you might get something fun with Luchasaurus and Billy Gunn, actually. Um, Christian? or Christian, indeed. Um, It'll be a good match, I think. I haven't really seen that much of the Gun Club um, outside of the odd Dark Elevation thing. That's not because I'm really invested in their arc. It's just, you know, you kind of have to do this every now and then. It's not essential viewing, but you probably should keep an eye on who's going to. And I have to an extent. On Dark and Elevation, whichever I kind of forget now, which is probably not the greatest um, thing, they are good at being obnoxious brats. They kind of get it. Like, they've got good dickhead faces. Yeah. I don't think they've got the ability to craft a genuinely earned main event level match, but they've got dickhead faces, they are a fun enough act, I don't know what is going to impress me here, if the match is really, really good, but the fact that a title is at stake just feels like an afterthought, or like, oh yeah, yeah, this is a title match apparently. Is a good match enough given their level of experience and like the fact that they're so low in the tier, or does this need to feel like a title match? I'm er- I'm erring towards the former. If they can get a good halfway dramatic match out of essentially a glorified prelim act, I will be impressed by um, Jurassic Express. But this just doesn't feel like a title match at all. They've tried to build it on television mm. with various angles and all the rest of it, but it's not the kind of thing that you get jazzed thinking about idly uh, in your spare time. Yeah, it? I think
2: it speaks volumes that this is on rampage. For example, like they wouldn't build up a huge. They didn't build it's a bit, a bit preposterous. This, but they didn't build up the Danielson Page rematch, and we were like. You need to watch that on Rampage, yeah. even if it was a live Rampage or whatever. They wouldn't do it there, so I think it speaks volumes. Uh, we talked to a, a really interesting podcast with yourself and uh, and Hamlet yesterday talking about potentially uh, the the lineup for the AW Revolution card in a few weeks. Go and check that out. What culture? Wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from, of course. I, I think they are burning through as many of these like, oh, these guys, you know, Private Party are number one contenders or, you know, two guys from the Dark Order are number one contenders so they can say oh, we've had loads and loads of title defences because I think, yeah, they might be losing these tag titles at the Pape.
0: It's cheating almost, isn't it? Yeah. It just feels a bit like, oh, on paper we did everything we could, but they don't feel like a legit main event act. Um, All the matches have been fun to a degree, um, but it just doesn't put the title on a performer, as I'm saying quite often now, because it's really felt stark. Now that they've taking it away from the likes of the Cody's, the the Moxley's, uh, the Jericho's, the Omega's, the Young Bucks, FTR's, Page and Omega, like the people who were already established before AEW started. Now that they are really experimenting with, well, let's make these two years of investment worth it, and let's pull the trigger on your Guevara's, your Jurassic Express's, your Hangman Page's, your Britt Baker's. And it just, the the lesson I've learned as an analyst and as, and as a fan from all of this is that the, the man makes a title, or the Performer makes a title and not the other way around. And you shouldn't not strap up these experimental um, acts that you've really invested in for two years, but it just becomes a little bit clear who really has leveled up and who hasn't. Um, Guevara, I think it's been a little bit disappointing. Hangman Page on the back of that Archer match and how well it was crafted and how dry and cold Archer was as a challenger beforehand. Like, Hangman Page for me is delivered big in this role. Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen did more for me, personally, as TNT champion. And this was like in a pandemic crowd as well, which is quite an indictment. Um, And Jurassic Express, they haven't had the big match yet, but they've been entrusted to elevate the lower-run guys to their level, and I haven't really felt it yet. And personally, this might be cynical, I don't expect that to change following tonight.
2: Yeah, I think you can have an enjoyable match, like you say. uh, Jurassic Express laying out the Gun Club boys' You know, maybe uh, an unprettier or whatever they're calling it for uh, for Billy Gunn from from Christian after he tries to get involved. But yeah, Uh I'll tell you what, do your do your deal. yet again, if the Gun Club leaves Tag Team Champions, I'll bring back the Rampage Wrap. Okay. All uh, right, speak. We'll stick with Tag Team Wrestling, in fact, because we've got the Young Bucks versus Rapongi Vice, which is a fascinating match in and of itself. Obviously, we were meant to get this a few weeks back. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, when I think it was COVID protocols changed Yeah, Rocco Romero got the out. That was it. Uh, fantastic, obviously, seeing back. Congratulations. Everyone should stay safe and do all that. But this is also about what happened on Dynamite and the addition of, don't worry, guys, Jay White's in your corner for the Young Books. I can't wait for this.
0: Yeah, I can't wait for the interactions because the Young Books are kind of on this arc where, and it's been dropped to an extent, but I think Matt Jackson also had covid Um and they've not been able to work as a team because one of their opponents got COVID. But my inkling was that following the events of Full Gear, where Matt Jackson looked like a beaten man who just kind of knew his bollocks had caught up with him, um, and then he'd sort of given the nod to Hangman Page, like, we're not really going to be the Young Bucks as we are now. Um, And then the introduction of Red Dragon, Fish, and O'Reilly, and the kind of... They're suspicious of Adam Cole. My inkling is that they are kind of going to play competitive babyfaces, maybe with an edge, but I think the idea is they are very, very, very slowly transitioning back into a babyface role. And if they have a competitive... this The addition of Jay White's quite interesting here because I think it's more interesting than the original Young Bucks versus Rapongi Vice AEW match would have been because maybe they could sort of... Build on the idea that we respect these guys, we've been at war with them several times over in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yes, to kick them in the balls, but maybe over the course of the match, they're very good intra match storytellers. Perhaps over the course of the match, they could sort of do like some spots, like drop downs or whatever, where it's like, we're on the same level here, and these bring out the best of us, and there could be some sort of tacit nods of respect. And then Jay White starts to like pull some legs at ringside, and Matt. Nick Jackson be like, oh come on, man, we're just trying to like work a match yeah, against some like guys that. that we begrudgingly respect. That's one way in. But I don't know. I will let the pros do the story. In terms of the match quality, I was kind of half expecting people to go, watch out for this one on Twitter. Um, it's really, really great. And I haven't really heard that.
2: But I will say that I completely agree, and that's often a not necessarily a red flag, but just an indicator. I didn't see anything last week, and that Rampage wasn't live, was it? And that had that amazing Rochambeau counter in the main event. Yes, so.
0: yes, this is true. Maybe people have just uh, stopped giving a toss about Rampage. Or everyone's agreed to just not post any spoilers. Yeah, it's odd because I think a lot of people, when Rampage felt like way more of a concern, were very excited about telling people like quality indications. And even though I've seen great Rampages, and people have not talked about it, maybe I should stop... Considering that as a as an indicator of quality,
2: no, but I think it was a, it was a good uh, way of judging whether or not Rampage is going to be spectacular early on. To be fair, uh, and people often say you know we're biased towards AEW or we're marks or whatever, but it's because I talked about it before I'm pitching stuff on the SmackDown preview, for example, and I don't want to make this into a WWE AEW thing. No, I but, don't. But like I'm pitching stuff, going what's well, not going to happen, and I can't get that intrigued about the wider universe of. What? Uh, uh, Cesaro and Ricochet versus Ridge, Bloody Holland, and Sheamus again and again and again. And I know that you've had two people in this match have a match. That's only because of, like you say, COVID protocols. But like you say, the, the universe here of this match doesn't just necessarily affect the Young Bucks and Roppongi Pass. You've got Jay White. You've got what's going on with Adam Cole and the Elite and uh, Red Dragon involved in it all. And I'd argue... That I don't know whether they're just not they don't want to do this or they've just neglected this or whatever. I'm still here for a Trent Barrett heel turn as this desperate man, as this guy who's like I was off because my neck was done, and I'm coming back and we're still just pissing about. And he wants titles and he wants to do stuff. And you know I assume you're booking the Young Bucks to win this match. And I'm not saying the turn happens here. But there is certainly a case to be made with him sort of negging Wheeler Uter and, you know, the the desperation in his match, the singles match that we saw on Rampage a while back, that you can easily pick this story back up. There are breadcrumbs there um, to set him up for, you know, some just really vicious (laughs) heel turn. For uh, a match that I think would do numbers, let's say, between him and Guevara for the TNT title off the top of
0: my head. Yeah, absolutely. There's lots and lots of narrative avenues to explore in this match. Um, So it should be very, very entertaining.
1: Indeed.
2: For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
0: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their
1: story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
2: Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be... a try it's entirely online designed to be convenient flexible and best of all suited to your schedule get it off your chest with better help visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month that's betterhelp.com slash whatculture Uh, let's talk about brian danielson we are going to hear from him tonight what do you reckon he's going to have to say
0: John Moxley, in a moment's notice, teamed with CM Punk, and he was very ambiguous about what he wanted to do with Brian Danielson. I didn't really catch this, if I'm being perfectly honest, because I was too busy fizzing in fury over the idea of them doing an impromptu match. So you're, still you're, 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 what you're saying is you, you haven't seen this? You, you haven't I haven't seen this. I haven't heard about this. <laughs> so I was too busy stewing on the uh, impromptu match to take notice of potentially deft dovetailing book in Ooh. here because there is potentially like some overlap with the the idea that moxley was happy to assist punk at a moment's notice and that's going to kind of draw the ire of the american dragon and he can sort of start shooting or taking the piss out of moxley or whatever mm. or getting really really angry about it that still does not excuse um first impromptu match in 123 episodes i think you're yeah, first impromptu you match it doesn't It doesn't excuse it as a means to an end, even if the end is like really thoughtful, attentive storytelling in terms of how to overlap and deathly dovetail two storylines. It's not very deft when there's a huge plot hole you could break your (laughs) ankle in for me, but I do like it a lot. If there's some thought behind it other than, oh, well, we haven't really booked a match and Vince doesn't like the things we've booked, so let's just do some impromptu bollocks two hours before the show. That's not what this is, and that shouldn't be an excuse for what AEW did, but it will go a long way to making me feel better, if they've thought the end is so good, that we can just do it once, I will stop being a pedantic little snarky bastard about it, Um, but I expect this to be referenced in Danielson's promo, Um, and I think they might sort of indicate that, it's going to be a match rather than a partnership yes like, oh well you're happy to team just not with me well you've kind of pissed me off so maybe it's a bit early to lay down the challenge but I don't know what exactly Danielson's going to say he hasn't, got, he hasn't is, got all the
2: time in the world basically has
0: he yeah It's so I don't know what exactly he's going to say but the way that they've crafted this Danielson Moxie thing so far has been incredible and it's honestly other than Hook the one thing I'm most looking forward to on the show
2: I've got a confession to make um, occasionally, I go on your Twitter profile to read your tweets, obviously, at M. Sidgwick, um, but also to to look at the responses. Yeah. yeah. Can I say my favorite one this week? Your performative negativity towards AEW to earn money in, on Twitter. Was that? Is that oh, what I saw? Oh my
0: God. Oh my God. The business of clicks.
2: <laughs> the business of clicks on Twitter. I'd said. You could, but you don't charge for your tweets right now. No.
0: I said. <laughs> I said. That was mostly a very, very good show. As I'm paraphrasing myself here. But I can't help but feel a little bit, a little bit of the old soul is missing. The change in a format that I just adored. They are doing too many WWE tropes at once. I'm not saying they're turning into WWE, but every other week it feels like it opens with a verbal segment. They're way better than WWE's, but it's still... I just love the old format. Mm. I love the old format. And then... Someone said, You're saying the soul's dead? I said, No, I'm saying a little bit of the soul is going away slightly. Also or, or, or something to that effect. And then someone said, You're saying the soul's dead? Are you saying the soul is dead? And then someone <laughs> underneath <laughs> went, What do you expect from what culture it is the business of clicks? And I was like, He's clickbaited <laughs> a response to my tweet, which isn't monetized.
2: Yeah.
0: Like, come on, touch grass.
2: Yeah. Well, Learn to
0: read, uh, you know, go to the park. With a book, touch grass, and learn how to goddamn read
2: The book you could take is Becoming All Elite, The Rise of AEW by yes. Michael Sidgwick, available on Amazon. Uh, and also, now I should point out you can pre order Michael Sidgwick's next book, The Fall of AEW, which, <laughs> which
0: I'm obviously penning right now.
2: <sighs> honestly, um, one thing I would, but well, it's just fantasy pitchy. I don't think it's going to happen, but uh, have Danielson uh, critique CM Punk's work in the match. Be like, oh, yep, yeah, you know, I see you did this. Like, I know it's immediately taken Technique after. by Dan. Yeah, just, I would just love run, that run through and be like, look. You know you quite fast a team with this. best in the world. Guy who also lost last week. Danielson
0: could say it took you three attempts. It took you three attempts to win the match by doing um, two singles moves together. You try to do the GTS and the Paradigm Shift. Mm-hmm. didn't work out for you. You then try to do the Bulldog Choke and the Anaconda yep. Vice. didn't work out for you. And then you just snuck by FTR, one of the best teams in the world. Put them over as well because he's the master at doing that. You just snuck by at the third attempt. If me and you, Moxley, mm-hmm. put our heads together and at the same time, you could build Punk versus Danielson quietly in the background. If Danielson says, I wouldn't have done that. I would have had you and your input put our heads together and come up with a killer tag team finish. That's the difference between the team you've willingly joined and not mine, and the team that we could still have. But you're kind of pushing me by not teaming with me as quickly as you did him.
2: Yeah, he's he's, he's
0: getting close. Impromptu
2: matches rule. <laughs> he's getting closer to the edge. Uh, but I, yeah, this isn't the moment where he snaps on Moxley and says, well, you're not going to set my off and of then bollocks to you, but it is going to be a slight slipping of the... I actually want to work together and make people better in this company mask that he's, he's put on, obviously. Uh, we've also got Britt Baker facing off against Robin Renegade. And one thought, minute squash. Yeah, fairly straightforward,
0: this. One minute squash, that will be a prelude to an angle of some sort. Um, possibly Baker saying to Mercedes Martinez, you buggered up the first one, I'm counting on you to deliver Thunder Rose's battered body so I don't have to deal with her anymore. Um, I think this functions to build the no DQ on Dynamite next week.
2: One one minute squash with the involvement of people like Hater and and Rebel Reba. Just to reiterate the reliance upon it when it's against someone, no offence to Robin Renegade, who's not quite on Baker's level.
0: Yeah, she's not not at all on Baker's level. Um, Maybe they could do the opposite route. Have Baker beat this just nobody at present very cleanly, very swiftly, very decisively, so that she can sort of intimate to hate I don't need you anymore, so you mm. can fucking stay in your place as well, sort of thing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, finally, uh, I've got one of those questions that I'm going to ask you, and you're going to give me one word answer, and I'm going to go, I need a little bit more from you there, buddy, because I'm going to ask, can QT Marshall teach Hook a lesson no. tonight? No, no.
0: No, but I want QT Marshall to um, step in. I want Hook right The best thing about Hook is like it's a bingo card. In which very cool way is he going to kick someone's ass tonight, right? I think it is. I'm going to not stop kicking this person's ass and like deliver more of those clubbing forearms, staring a hole through QT Marshall at the time. QT Marshall blowing a gasket, trying to get one over on Hook by saving his guy, and Hook just kicking QT Marshall's ass, thus setting something up for Dynamite next week. They got a massive... Ratings, not a win, but like a big rebound is the best way of describing uh, the Dynamite rating this week. Incredibly impressive in itself. Um, It beat the Winter Olympics, I believe. Yeah. number one on cable for the slot. Hook on Dynamite feels like it's something that they're going to do at some point. And I feel like that point should be against QT Marshall. And the road to revolution to steal a WWE
2: phrase. Yeah, I think that's right. I think the the rating should only head in one direction now. And yeah.
0: Point we didn't content. mention this on the predicting the revolution lineup um, podcast, which again everyone's free to um, download or stream wherever you get your podcast from. But Hook versus QT could be revolution, but I would put it on Dynamite. Yeah, another another pay per view match for QT. You don't want to blow the, cr- loads, the crowd's load by putting Hook
2: on a pay per view. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's slowly build him up. Let's put him on Dynamite next, and then build up to maybe maybe a, a double or nothing appearance. Let's say. Um, yeah, so he's facing uh, I think it's going to be a dominant victory like you say for Hook against Blake Lee tonight. Uh, I thought about this. I don't know how you feel about it. Um, before we wrap up, I'd love to get your thoughts on it. I don't know whether or not the factory still a thing properly. What kind of are uh, they yeah. teaming on dark? No idea. I don't watch that so. Um Hook and Anthony Agogo in the future. Oh. Like I'm 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 giving myself pause for thought because I'm like, oh cool. Neither guy can afford to lose that match. But that's good drama. But,
0: yeah. And we don't get enough of that in AEW anymore. So QT
2: being like, all right, cool. So you've beaten, like, what, like, Fuego or whatever and then these other guys. And I know he's faced, like, one of the boulders, uh, um, but he's effectively faced, you know... prelim. Yeah, geeks. Here's a Olympic boxer. <laughs> good luck with that. Like, I'm not saying that Hook should come in in a no-seller KO punch or something. I love
0: the idea of the match. I love the idea of the fact that they both have kind of legitimate leaning characters and that one's a former boxer, one's like this like judo prodigy and they've both got unique work and styles. But I think for now it would, I think it'd be a disaster. I've seen celebrity matches before and these guys are way more advanced in their careers than mm. celebrities doing a one shot. But I wouldn't pair them together because you need someone to guide them through it still. Yeah. But I do love the idea of the match, We'll, just not yet.
2: Fair enough. Uh, right, let us know your thoughts ahead of AW Rampage tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, watch they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M.
0: Sidgwick. Uh, I just
2: laughed then, remembering about your monetized tweets or whatever they bloody were on about. Clickbait tweets. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to what Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. The SmackDown Preview is available right now. We'll be back later on with WrestleCulture and a hashtag Bloody Good Quiz, And myself and Sid, of course, We'll be back on Monday to review AEW Rampage. But this has been the AEW Rampage preview. My thanks to Michael Sidwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm.